while. Well, if you wasn't here, we'd all have, I'd be in the same shape, wouldn't I? But that's all right. You know us men, we like women. Oh, boy. When he asked me to do this, I... I said, Lord, what, what, what do I do? And just as the instant that I said that, a scripture came to my mind. And I said, well, Lord, you, you know how much I love to, to preach on him. Him is the Holy Spirit. He is a vital, vital part of our life. And remember one thing, folks, if you don't ever get anything anybody says, remember, he's not an it. He's God. And he loves us dearly. He directs our life. What in the world would we do without the Holy Spirit in our life? You know, back in the days when I was a young man, he was called the Holy Ghost. We got modern, and we call him the Holy Spirit now because people don't like that ghost word because they get, they get frightened of. But you know what? He's still the same person. It doesn't matter what you call him. He's going to answer. He's going to come. He's going to touch your life. All you've got to do is believe him. You know, the biggest problem that I have seen with us in him is that we don't talk to him enough. And we don't let him use us enough. You want to build a church? Get the Holy Spirit active in your church. Get him to moving. Open your hearts and let him have his way. The problem with him is that we are afraid to do what he tells us to do. Because, oh, I'm going, I'm, I'll, be out of, I'll be out of order. How do you know you'll be out of order? You know, I, I would. I, the, um, let me tell you the, the scripture that came to my mind when, when your pastor asked me to do this, and it was, "Thank God, I speak in tongues more than you all." Paul quoted this. Paul, Paul is the one that wrote this. First Corinthians chapter fourteen. If you haven't ever read it, read it you'll be amazed what it will teach you about the Godhead. Speaking in tongues. A church that doesn't speak in tongues, I don't know what you would do with them. You know, when I was a, a small boy growing up in the Assembly of God Church, I, I'd hear these people speaking in tongues, and I'd wonder what they were doing. Because there really wasn't that much teaching on him. Not like there is today. What do you know about him? When do you hear him speak to you? How often do you hear him speak to you? How many times have you ever told, has he ever told you what to do and you didn't do it or you did do it? 
Oh, those times that I, I, I obey him and do what he tells me. I bet I get so excited. But them times that I don't do what he tells me to do, I get disappointed in me. Not in him, but in me. You're sitting in church and the Holy Spirit says, get up and give what I've got for you. And we just sit there. We sat there and we listened. Well, did I miss him? Yeah, you missed him. But I'm so afraid somebody will look at me. What difference does it make if they look at you? People look at you every day. Why can't we obey him? Why can't we walk with him? Why can't we be used of him the way he wants us to be used of him? Well, I'm not, you mean you don't know his voice? You haven't heard his voice enough to understand that he's trying to get you to be used by him? You say, well, how do I know it? Well, you know, all you've got to do is, is talk to him every once in a while, and you'll hear his voice. And if you hear it very often, you then you will begin to know who it is that's speaking to you. Well, I'm so afraid the devil, the devil's not going to tell you to get up in church and do something for God. So don't worry about the devil trying to influence you, make you, trying to get you embarrassed. The Holy Spirit wants you because you see when you lift him up, people are going to see what he's doing and they're going to want what you've got. You see, the Word of God here talks about those that speak in tongues. What are they? Do you know what that what 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 he's saying? Did you, have you ever read it? Have you ever read chapter fourteen of First Corinthians? Do you know what it's saying? Now remember something: chapter twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. All three of these go together. Chapter 12 tells us what the gifts of the spirits are, is about. Chapter 14 tells us how the gifts of the spirit operate. And then right in between those two beautiful chapters is one of the most beautiful books in the Bible. It is called the love chapter. If you don't have the love of God or the love of the people, he can't use you. It takes love to administer these gifts. You've got to love the people of the church to see these things happen. You've got to love yourself as much as you love the people. You say, well, I'm not so sure about that part. Well, why not? Why don't you know whether you love yourself or not? You're so afraid that somebody's going to make fun of you. Let them make fun of you. They're not making fun of you. They're making fun of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit tells you to move, move. He's not going to tell you to do the same thing every time. He's going to use you in the manner that is needed at that time. Let him have his way in your life. If he tells you to get up and sing, get up and sing. Just let God have his way. 
You say, well, what if I'm out of line? How do you know you're going to be out of line? If he's telling you to do it, you're not going to be out of line. How many of you ever heard anybody sing in tongues? Let me tell you something, folks. There is nothing any more beautiful than hearing someone speak, sing in tongues. I was when I was a young man at our home church. One Sunday night, the Spirit of God began to move in that place. Oh, it was so rich in there! You could just oh goosebumps running up and down your back, and you say, "Wow, what's going to happen?" All of a sudden, a lady over on this side stands up and begins to sing in tongues. Another girl gets up on the other side and begin to sing a duet together, singing the same words at the same time. Never seen it one time. I've always seen it. Never seen it again. You say, well, I never heard of something like that. I know you haven't. Because very few people have. Very few people has ever seen anything like that. But let me tell you something. The Spirit of God swept through that place that night. And I'll tell you, it was so magnificent watching the Spirit of God touch His people. Let me tell you something. A lot of sinners come to church to see the Christians burn with Jesus inside of them. My wife and I, we pastored a church in in Tulsa for 15 years. Started out with 45 people. And the Holy Ghost began to move through that church. People were falling out in the Spirit. People were getting saved. People were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. People were getting healed. And you know what? All of a sudden, the people of the church got excited. They began to tell their friends what was going on. Their friends come to see what was happening. They would get saved. Then they would tell their friends about it. And all of a sudden, the next thing we knew, we were running over 200 people. Not because of anything that I did, but it was all of what the Holy Spirit did in that church. You want to build a church? Get excited about what God can do in your life and in your church's life. Follow the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit direct your life, especially inside this building. When you're in here, you're in the presence of God. I walk in and I feel him. I just tingling all over with his presence. Listen to the music. Man, I tell you, just you can just experience the presence of God in this place. You've got a special place here. Let God use you in this place. Let him pour out his spirit upon this place like you've never seen it happen before. He can do it, folks. All you got to do is yield to him and let him have his way. But the question is, how long has it been since you spoke in tongues? No answers, please. That's between you and God. I can stand here and I can tell you a story 
after story of what the Holy Spirit can do. Seen it all. There's not much I haven't seen in the 40 years that I've done this. I know what God can do. But you know, it's easy to forget what he can do. Then the Holy Spirit will remind you of what he will do. If you will just let him. It's all about letting the Holy Spirit use you. And I know the same old story. But what if I get out of line? You're not going to. Don't worry about that part. Just let the Holy Spirit touch you. Let him move through you. If you ever gave a message in tongues, oh, folks, you just don't know what you're missing. Man, the first time that the Lord allowed me to give a message in tongues, wow, man, I thought I had arrived. And I didn't know where I was headed. But it wasn't long he started directing me and showing me the things. But are you afraid of him? Don't be afraid of him. He's gentle. He's sweet. And he's joyous. He just wants you to obey him. He wants you to be used by him. Because you see, you don't know whose life that you're going to influence. You're standing around talking to somebody and all of a sudden those words come, invite them to church and you turn around and walk away. We do it, folks. You say, well, that was me thinking, whoa, wait a minute, folks. Who put that thought there? Hmm? Now, who put that thought there? You sure didn't. Because you didn't want to invite that person to church because you didn't want them to even know you was a Christian. Wow. Man, I must have stomped on somebody's toes then. He did not call us for ourselves. He called us to touch mankind for his with his love. Do you know what it's happening when, when, when you reach out and you begin to invite someone to church? Those people realize when they stop and think about what's just happened. Hey, those people love me or they wouldn't have invited me to church. You're not inviting someone to church just to fill this place up. You're inviting people to church that they can get themselves right with Jesus Christ. And when they get right with Jesus Christ, their whole life changes. Most of you here have, have heard me tell the story how Jesus saved me. And let me tell you something. I live it every day. He reminds me every day what he done in my life. Every day. 
And I thank God he reminds me every day. That way I can remember every day what a lot, what a change he done in my life. Oh no, there, there's days, man. Oh, 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 things come back every once in a while. Sometimes my wife thinks, uh-oh, here he comes back. I'm not on my best behavior at all times. But you know, he always shows me that love. There's times I'm driving down the road and in my car and and I, I sense him in the car with me. And all of a sudden, that beautiful words begin to flow out of my mouth. And you say, well, who are you talking to? I'm talking to Jesus. No one else is there but me and him. And he's touching my life. He moves inside in such a way. You say, you mean, you mean you're driving down the road speaking in tongues? Yes, sir. Man, I have some of the most beautiful times driving down the road talking with him. Nobody around but, but me and Jesus yes. talking to him about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Some, you, you, you know, there, there, there's this passage here in this, in this, in this 14th chapter. Let me see if I can find it. I just read it a few minutes ago. Oh, here it is. He says, uh, I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding. Otherwise, when you, when you, you're, when you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of unlearned say amen at your giving of thanks? Seeing he does not understand what you For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. He drops down to 20. He says, brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Rather be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. In the law it is written, with the, with the men, with Men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak to this people. And even then they will not hear me, says the Lord. So tongues are for a sign not to believers, but to unbelievers. But prophesying does not, does not serve unbelievers, but believers. Therefore, if the whole church assembly in one place and all speak with tongues, those who are unlearned and unbelievers come in, they will not say that you are out of your mind. But, but if all prophesy and they come in one not believe, one, under, one unlearned, he is, he is convinced by all and judged by all. You say, well, what does all of that mean? It means just open your heart to the Lord. And let him lead you. The leading part is what he does. Over in the old, uh, over in the book of John, we, he talks about the comforter coming. The comforter. That's the Holy Spirit. The counselor is coming. That's the Holy Spirit.
Folks, we, we, we depend on him and we love him and we got, he is, he guides our life. We talk and we talk and we talk and we don't get anywhere until the Holy Spirit begins to lead and guide our conversation. There's things goes through our mind, folks, that has no business there. But when we get our mind upon the Lord, we see the beauty of heaven. We see the beauty of the Lord. We see the beauty of all of these things. We see how uh, all of this comes together and we begin to begin to dwell in the presence of the Lord. He's our God. He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. And He's our Comforter. He walks with us every day. He walks, but we are the one that has to yield. I can't tell you enough about yielding to the Spirit of God. When the music is playing and the singing is going on, with our hands and our hearts lifted heavenwards, we begin to sense the presence of God. And when we begin to sense the presence of God, we open our heart and he comes and he blesses and he touches and he strengthens and he renews us every day of our life if we will let him. The Holy Spirit. If you have, ever, if you have, never, if you have never prophesied or if you've never given a message in tongues, talk to him about it. Ask him. You know, it's easy to ask him for a million dollars. But it sure is hard to ask him, use me, Lord. Use me. Let me give a message in tongues, Lord. Purify my heart. Purify my spirit. But let me be used of you. That's the hardest prayer you'll ever pray. Hardest prayer. And the moment that it happened, you'll say, oh, my Lord, he answered my prayer. Well, don't you believe that he answers prayer? Uh-oh. I must have stepped into something there. Uh, thank you, Lord. You don't know how much I wrestled with this. Oh, God, why do you want me to speak on the Holy Spirit? Do you understand how important he is? Every one of us here wants to hear from the Lord. And the problem is we won't shut our mouth long enough to let him talk to us. Because you know why we won't do that? Because we're afraid he's going to tell us to do something. We're afraid he's going to tell us to do something. We're afraid he's going to tell us to go over there and sit down by that individual and put my arm around him and say, Man, I just want to come over here and tell you how much Jesus loves you. Do you know what in the world that does to people? Well, somebody might be watching. Who cares if somebody's watching? You're doing what God told you to do. 
Somebody comes up here for prayer and we sit back in the pew and say, oh, somebody else, somebody else will go up there and pray with them. No, that somebody is you. It's you. Quit, quit pushing it off on somebody else and admit that God is used, wanting to use you and not someone else. He wants to touch you. He wants to pull you up out of that pit that you're in. And to watch you grab a hold of that love, you will never be the same person. Never. Never in all of your life will you ever be the same person. You'll look at people in a different way. The very first thing, and this, this part will scare you. I wonder if they're saved. Now, dear Lord, where did that come from? Folks, God wants to use us. God wants to use this church. God wants to bless this town with this church. And folks, the people, let me tell you something. Every church is not preaching and teaching about about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You'll be amazed where some of the sermons are coming from that are being preached in this town. And it's not about Jesus. It's about things. Things won't get you to heaven. Only Jesus will. Let the Holy Spirit just saturate you with his love. Let him use you. Let him pick you up. out of that downward fall that we, we find ourselves in so many times. Somebody walked by and said something that you didn't like. And, oh, why are they talking about me? They wasn't talking about you. They were just talking to themselves. And you thought they were talking to you. That's the way we are. We think, we think the worst. We don't think the best. Use what you hear and let it bless you. God's wanting to touch your life like you've never been touched before. Forget about the past. Forget about the bad things that's happened in the past. And start working forward to seeing what Jesus will do for you now. The past is over with. Don't worry about the past. You can't change the past, but you can look forward to the future and seeing what God's going to do. You can watch how the Holy Spirit will lead you if you will let him. He will bless you and touch you and prosper you and make you a different person if you'll just let him. You see, we worry about things too much. We ought to be worrying about the Holy Spirit touching my life, guiding me, teaching me, walking with me, showing me the right steps to take, showing me the right places to go, showing me the right people to associate with, showing me the right things to say to people. This is what he will do if we will let him. 
But the problem is we won't let him. And, and, and folks, I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how close you are to the Lord. These things, we have these down times when we don't want anybody to bother us. Get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. I want to be by myself. No, you don't. You want to tell them about Jesus and you're afraid to do it. But the Holy Spirit will strengthen you if you'll let him. Sometimes I, I'm an Uber driver, and I am amazed at some of the people God puts in my car. They're not all good. They're not all bad. But it amazes me what they want. They want some peace, and they don't know where to find it. And the Holy Spirit gives me the right words to say. And every one of them that the Lord has led me to talk to, when they get out of the car, they say, thank you. I needed that. And he will do the same thing for you if you'll let him. Are you going to let him teach you? Are you going to let him use you? Oh, how much he loves you. Oh, he sees what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. You say, well, why don't he heal me then? Give him time. Don't rush him. Because you see, he needs to increase your faith. He needs to increase your expectations. There's a right time and there's a wrong time. Keep believing and watching what he'll do in your life. But the main point of your life is being in contact with him. Many times I'd be sitting in the car or sitting at home or sitting in my office. Not really even thinking about the Lord. And all of a sudden, I feel his spirit. And then I hear these words. And I stop. And all of a sudden, those words start flowing out of my mouth. You see, in the natural, I can't understand it. But in the spirit, I know what he's doing to me. What he's doing to me. You say, well, I, I just, I, I, I'm afraid. Why are we afraid to speak these words that we know that are coming from God? We are. Because we're afraid they're going to come out wrong. They can't come out wrong. You don't want to understand what you're saying. So how can it be wrong? Folks, it's not about what it sounds like. It's called obedience. It's obeying Him. Letting Him flow through you. 
And I want to tell you something, the moment that it's over with, you say, oh, how great that was. But the next time he comes on, you fight him again. No, ma'am, I don't want to. I don't want to step on your toe. I want to hit your heart. This is, folks, is where we're at. And the problem is obedience. It's obedience. Do you know what? Now, let me ask you, mamas, what do you do when your child disobeys? Hmm? Well, wait a minute. Are we his child? If I'm his child, then what does he do to me when I disobey? That's right, discipline. But why don't we understand that if I don't do what he tells me to do, now, now let's rephrase that. What he asked me to do. Telling and asking is two different things. He's coming to us as a father. Asking us to do this. And if we don't do it, remember the children in Israel out in the, out in the wilderness when they disobeyed him? There's always consequences for disobedience. Now, don't get afraid of him, folks. It's just a natural thing to do. He is our father, just like you've got a father. Just like if we disobeyed that father, what that father is going to do. Folks, he wants you to obey. He wants you to do what he wants you to do. Because you see, there's a reason for what he's trying to get you to do. Because that person that he's sending you to is in need of help. He's not going to send you to someone just to have, for you to have someone to talk to. That individual needs something from him. And they don't know how to get it. Because they, they don't understand how he's operating. And you're going to show them how he operates. And you're going to show it through love. Oh, Jesus, thank you. And I was coming over here tonight. I said, Lord, why are you sending me over here? I can, I can sit in our church and listen to the pastor teach and won't have to go through all this. Not any different than the rest of you. I'm just as stubborn as the rest of you. Probably more stubborn. And then when I hear these comments,
understand, folks, how he loves us. There's just no way of explaining to you how much he loves us. You see, Oh, God. See, it is this simple. Now, listen. Have you ever really listened to the Spirit of God? Listen to Him. You know, I have tried to tell people that when there's tongues being preached, tongues being spoken, tongues being loved, if we will listen, he will explain to us what's going on. A lot of people don't believe that, but I do. We need, the reason we need an interpreter is to satisfy us. And if we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, because you see, let me tell you something. When there's a message in tongues, even though it's interpreted, a lot of times that message is to you. But the interpretation, if we don't listen to the interpretation just right, we won't receive it for ourselves. Oh, that was for somebody else. No, it wasn't. It was for you. Because you see, every one of us sitting in here tonight, every one of us has got a different need. And when God gives a message, he wants that message relayed to you for what you need. Not for what the person sitting next to you wants, needs or the person on the other side. It's for you. He's got a reason for what he does. He never does anything without a reason. Because you see, he loves you, and he wants to touch your life. He's, he wants to touch your life. He wants to touch your life. Abigail, that happens every time when we get to this point. So don't worry about it, sweetie. It happens every time. Because you see, the devil uses that to distract people, to get them away from what's going on. Because you see, the Holy Spirit wants to touch our life tonight. And I want you to listen. Listen very intently to this. 